0: Bunny, it's time. It is time. Yes, Bunny, my friend. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to sc- casually stroll our way into finally, and eventually discussing our low-fat, high-fiber, made with real fruit juice, and a important part of a healthy, balanced breakfast. Movie of the week. And this week, A24 has done it again with yet another eerie, atmospheric, haunting, and above all, batshit insane film, the 2021 Icelandic something film called Lamb. And before we get uh, into the discussion at all, I just wanted to pull up... A tweet that I saw just a few days ago that I fell in love with here it is it's by Twitter user at Sarah Rose Edder and she tweeted watched lamb last night and can't stop thinking about the fact that the Icelandic government heard about this insane movie and said here take our money We will back this tale of a lamb-human hybrid child with a harrowing twist. Like, that's the government I want is what I'm saying. Okay. And that really does sum it up. I want a government that will back this film. That is fascinating. Fun fact, A Lamb is currently the highest grossing Icelandic film ever! Of all time! Yeah. Yeah. And it is (laughs) not a lot, not a lot. But there is another one that we will be talking about later that I cannot wait. Well, there
1: was this. There was Hans Brinker and the Silver Skates, and 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 Heidi. Would Heidi qualify? (laughs) Maybe,
0: maybe. Well, okay. So right off the bat. I don't know if I would call this a horror film. Really? Yeah. No. I wouldn't call it a horror film. I don't know what I would call it. Maybe a thriller. I would call maybe it an a art drama. Film. Yeah, an art film, an Icelandic surrealist drama slash parable. But I wouldn't call it a horror film. Yeah. There's not a lot of dialogue in the beginning of the film. In the first. 30 minutes. I don't think there are 30 sentences spoken.
1: Okay, now now how far are we going to go to spoiling this movie? Cuz I I don't know how the fuck to talk about it. Yeah. Cuz like Good the point. big reveal is is all through the movie.
0: Yes it is. Yes it is. In the beginning of the film. The POV that you're seeing suggests the big reveal at the end. Yeah. Yeah. We will eventually get into spoiler town, I just don't want to get into spoiler town yet. But I love this movie uh very much. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. It's currently around number 5, maybe number 6 uh unlike other years i have been working on my list of the best movies of 2021 all year i have been working on it
1: yeah
0: and it i've gone (coughs) into different itinerations of 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 what the list is i had to redo everything once i realized that psycho gorman came out in the beginning of the year really I'm like, shit, it came out right in, like, January 1st or some shit. And it's like, fuck, that throws everything off. And then, and and unlike, uh, there have been other times when I've made my favorite movies of the year lists, and I've put movies on the list that I think are amazing and wonderful, that I absolutely love, but that I've barely seen since. So... I This year I'm really thinking of like, yes, The Green Knight is an amazing movie, a fantastic movie, it's beautiful, it's mind-bending, it's mind-blowing, and it's a work of art, but I'll see nobody ten times more than I'll ever see The Green Knight. Yeah. So how do I rank nobody in The Green Knight in that ranking. Yes, The Green Knight is amazing, but I'm going to see Bob Oden... Uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk have a fight on a bus a lot more than I'm going to see this beautiful art film. Yeah. So I, I've been having a hard time making the list, but right now it's at number six. Right after The Night House and right before Saint Maude, which is a wonderful fucked up film that I also fell in love with this. Really? Season. Yeah. Okay. It's really fucked up and simple, and... Oh, the ending is just so... I fucking love it. I'm not sure where to put The Suicide Squad, because I will watch that a million times, but it, is it one of my favorite movies of the year? How does it rank next to all of those beautiful artsy films? I'm having a hard time this year. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, you know what, fucking... Let's just... Okay, funny. Without spoiling the ending. This might be rough, but there is
1: no way I can synopsize this.
0: Can you hit us with the plot of this week's film? I think I can do a pretty good job of it.
1: I'm I'm well I'm gonna have to reveal the well but you kinda you kinda said it in the tweet there already. Well anyway. Huh? So, it is a man and a woman, a husband, you know, a man and a woman, husband and wife, living on this farm, way out there in Iceland. Like, you can't see another house. Yeah. You know, it all feels very, very isolated. Yeah. You know, and it is often what? I said yes. Oh, and it's often raining. Yeah. Um, very foggy. It's it's very dismal.
0: So just foggy, to, you apparently have a hard time finding your way back home.
1: Yeah. Very atmospheric, so that was kind of nice. Um, and you just, for like a half hour, you just kind of watch their lives.
0: At times, what it felt like was uh, The Sims Reykjavik. Yeah. Like some sort of a new Sims downloadable content where, hey, we've created an all new uh, game of The Sims where you can control a farm in Iceland. And you're just watching your characters just like do nothing not talk to each other one thing that that with repeat watching I have picked up on is they're not talking to each other at all in the opening in the first half hour there's like nothing happening and they're cold to each other and distant and they're not really talking and the reason is because later in the film uh, some characters do visit a little graveyard they had a kid at one point yeah that kid died and now they are very cold and distant to each other. And so when this fucking creature appears, they just decide to raise it as their own because they have this hole inside of them. And their relationship improves greatly once they have a kid, but it's not a fucking kid. And I think well, that a well, good yeah, well, that's the, the thing. Is,
1: is there is, is there, a there is a bit that you can read into in this movie, you know, and kind of sort of fun, kind of sort of vague, you know? Uh, I think other movies have done it, like, I I would prefer to go back to Lighthouse than watch this again. Uh, uh, You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not bad. I think everybody should give it a watch. You know? It's an incredible film.
0: I love it. It gave I, I, entire... I
1: found the effect pretty intriguing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Although they
1: cheaped out most of the time.
0: Yeah. Uh I, I and I think one of the reasons why I love the film so much, and so much more, I dare say. Is because, you know, seeing it in the theater, it hit just like Midsommar did and The Lighthouse did when I saw that for the first time. You know, because it's atmospheric and dark and moody and kind of funny and altogether unsettling. And, you know, watching, going to see the movie The Lighthouse and going to see the movie Lamb, it, I felt the exact same way where I'm go, driving to the movie going. I don't know what the fuck this film is going to be. And I'm sitting down watching the previews going, I don't know what the fuck this movie is going to be. And halfway through the film, I'm still like, I don't know what the fuck this movie is. Yeah. And it's very rare that I see a movie, and then once I'm done, once the credits are rolling, I'm on my phone looking up Wikipedia so I can read the plot, so I can have a better understanding of what the fuck I just watched on the screen. Yeah. That doesn't happen a lot because, it's especially in America, where they just dumb everything down for the audience. Yeah. It's so nice to see a film where it's like the credits are rolling and I'm like, wait, I have no idea what the fuck that was. <laughs> I'm going to need to see this again. And there's big stretches where, like, nothing happens and it just gives me a real creepy vibe and it... it Put, it made me feel like the first time I saw Midsommar and the first time that I saw The Lighthouse. Just this sense of, like, what the hell is this, you know? Yeah, yeah I got the glow. I got the glow coming from a window. I'm getting that angelic... Uh, you know? I really like that. It's going to be lost on people listening to this on Stitcher. <laughs> <laughs> or the iHeartRadio app. But the people who are watching the feed on the Twitch... Uh, there's a light coming through the window, and I look angelic. So uh, let me tell you, uh, you know what this felt like? It felt like a gritty reboot of a Grimm's fairy tale. Yes, it felt like an, one of the things-
1: landic story, and is yeah. It? Not that I... Is
0: it? <laughs> I, the, yeah, that's what I thought was, like, when the movie ended, I was like, is this based on some Icelandic parable that, like, Icelandic yeah. kids know, but that I don't fucking know? Is this... Uh, don't get getting too in,
1: close to the farm animals or, you know... Yeah,
0: like, I told Natasha the plot of this story, and the first thing that Natasha said <laughs> was... So did the husband fuck the goat? And I'm like, no? Yeah. No. This is not a who fucked the goat mystery film. Although it kind of is, now that I've seen it a couple of times. Do we
1: know that he didn't?
0: I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question.
1: See, like I say, there's plenty of room for speculation. I go with they were nuts and they thought this lamb was, was an actual kid.
0: But can, but there's
1: there's reason to believe other things, so yeah. it is kind of fun to play with. Yeah. But it this movie I think could have been a lot shorter.
0: Oh it, yeah, no, it probably could have. Uh, let me tell you one thing that I did relate to this film. Yeah. Uh, I related to this film a, a wee bit when you learned that the husband. As an older brother, that's a real fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I related to that. Oh, here comes the <laughs> here comes the cool douchebag older brother that owes money to people and is wearing a leather jacket and is uh, kind of an asshole. I that that part kind of spoke to me. Yeah, that spoke to me a little bit. Uh, yeah, so that that really I related to that. Okay, so so here's some things about my life growing up as the youngest of a family of two kids number 1 my brother called lifetime heads when it comes to flipping a coin yeah he picked lifetime heads i'm going to be heads for the rest of for the rest of our lives i called lifetime heads like you can't call lifetime heads and then he also and this still like righteously pisses me off my brother called Uh, Lifetime Mario. If we're ever playing a Super Mario Brothers game together, he's always Mario for the rest of his life. Okay. Who the fuck does that? So for the rest of, for the, so for the remainder of my life, I have to be Luigi. And it gets to the point where, like, here I am now, and I, like, I'm in my thirties, I'm in my forties. Hey, Dad, we're gonna play a game, who do you wanna be? And it's like, I wanna be Luigi. Because I'm lifetime Luigi. And I mentioned this on Twitter, and my brother, being the douchebag that he is, he 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 tweeted back, I hereby relinquish you. And it's like, fuck off! Fuck off! Hey, Bunny.
1: Speaking what? of douchebags, I, I recently was...
0: Uh, Every since I recently started taking medicine for, for bipolar, so, um, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to write a book, i a book, and I'm going to do for bipolar what uh, Stern did for autobiographies, okay? I need you to know that. That is going to rock the world of every bipolar person in the world. That is my wife's personal opinion and is in no way related to anything whatsoever. Uh, some other things that my brother did Uh, he once punted me yes Uh, my uh, parents my mom had a relative over and they had just picked us up from school and we were heading to the house and right before we got to the house my mom is like hey maybe we should go get some Dairy Queen you kids want some Dairy Queen and my brother who must have been like 12 at the time and I was like maybe like 8 my brother's like I want to get ice cream and I'm like no I want to go home because Gumby's about to be on yeah and I had priorities sure getting Dairy Queen would be nice but Gumby I don't want to miss Gumby so my mom said okay I'm going to go with my relative and we're just going to get ice cream by ourselves you kids don't get ice cream Joe, you have to stay home and watch your brother while he watches Gumby. So uh, so my brother's all pissed off, but we just arrive at home, and I run out of the car so I can go in front of the TV and watch Gumby. And when my brother finally got into the house uh, to watch me, he was so pissed off that he just did a running charge to me And kicked me as hard as he could, like Charlie Brown trying to kick (coughs) the football out of Lucy's hand. Yeah. He did a running charge to me and kicked me so hard in the ribs that I got airborne. And I landed across the room. And I'm in pain and I'm crying and I run out of the house in pain trying to catch my mom who's about to drive off. And I'm crying that like, Joe kicked me. He kicked me and I threw across the room and my... Parents being my parents, my mom went, Stevie, you don't have to lie. If you want a Dairy Queen, you could have just said so. Get in the car. And my brother gets left at home while I get um, the freaking Dairy Queen. I probably had some broken ribs, but hey, I got ice cream. Nobody believed <laughs> me, but that's fine. My brother also repeatedly told me while I was a child that God is real. And this is how he comes up with people. Okay. So in heaven, he has an oven, and that's where he cooks all humans. And, again, this is what my brother would repeatedly tell me when I was a very young child. He would say that um, if God cooked someone right, then the humans come out of the oven white. (laughs) But if your skin is darker, that's because God forgot you in the oven, and so you're burnt.
1: Okay.
0: And so all my life, my brother would repeatedly tell me that the reason why he was whiter than me is because God loved him more and God forgot about me, which is why my skin is brown. So I really related to the movie Lamb when (laughs) the couple, the couple has like a real happy life and they're taking care of this monstrosity. As if it's their own child who died and is uh, over by the, buried by the frickin' crick or whatever. And uh, suddenly, in breezes in the older brother who's a fucking asshole! Hooray! That part really spoke to me.
1: And, 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 okay, so he also tips the scale to the idea that it is just a lamb.
0: Yeah, Uh, let me tell you, the scene where he gets the baby and a shotgun, that was one of the scariest moments I've had in a movie theater all year. Yeah. When I first saw that, I was just like, Oh, no, 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 don't go over to the creek with the baby and a shotgun. The fuck is your problem? Yeah. Oh, that, that legitimately spooked me. I was rattled. I was discombobulated. But like, like...
1: Okay, so you have crazy relatives in the outback of wherever you live. Yeah. And everything's okay, they're surviving, they can carry on coherent conversations and all that. But they think this lamb is their child. Yeah. Yeah. How far would you push that? You know, I mean, like... Like, all right, well... You know, I mean... People dress up their dogs all the fucking time.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm a proud parent of three fur babies.
1: Yeah. So, so... How far do you push it? And, and, and just like, fuck it, okay. I don't understand their lifestyle, but hey...
0: That's how you can You're tell that this anybody. That's how you can tell that this is an Icelandic film because the brother comes and sits down and it's time to eat and then the lamb human hybrid baby child monstrosity comes in wearing a sweater and some fucking pants and comes and sits down and eats with them and looks human except for the head and one arm's a human arm and the other arm's just a freaking hoof yeah. and There's basically silence, and the brother just stares quietly and doesn't say a thing. You can tell this isn't an American movie because no one went, What the fuck? (laughs) The fuck is this? The fuck is this? What the fuck's your problem? like No, there's just more silence. Yeah. Fucking incredible. God, I love this movie. Okay. Uh, spoiler territory for, like, the next five or ten minutes if you want to go into Lamb. 100% spoiler free. Uh, uh, maybe leave and come back for a little bit. I got a question, Bunny. Uh, the woman in this movie is uh, Numi Rapace. She was uh, the woman who gave herself an abortion in Prometheus.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: she was the girl with the dragon tattoo. And she was in one of the uh, Iron Man Sherlock Holmeses. I think the second one. Sherlock Holmes 2, Get Holmesier. Okay. I think. Uh she's the woman who stars in this. This is the first time that she's ever been in a movie where she's speaking in this Icelandic language that that she knows. Uh if she hadn't put a bullet in the sheep's head, would a certain character have made it to the end of the movie? That's the question. A lot of silence.
1: I am, I am not sure. I really hadn't thought of it
0: at that I. Because I, I felt like those things were tied that, like, oh, you're getting really sick of the mama lamb just bleating out of the window. You're yeah. getting really sick about that. You're screaming. You're screaming in the goddamn poster that I'm staring at right now on Twitch. And so finally you had, decided so
1: so basically you I think you are wow, I don't know if I could phrase this in a way that is not an, hysterical.
0: An eye for an eye and a lamb for a lamb.
1: Right. So so you are thinking that the mother lamb would not have come back from the grave to shoot her husband had she not escalated violence first.
0: I don't think I don't think the mother lamb came back to life. No, I think that the 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 John Carpenter Halloween style POV that you see in the beginning of the film is some sort of half horny half man half lamb who finds a bunch of lambs in a in a shack and goes that one's sexy as fuck and then bangs her and then the And then that mama lamb gives birth to a half-human, half-lamb monstrosity, which this family, who has lost a child of their own, uh, take in as their own. But the mama lamb's like, hey, that's my baby. What the fuck are you doing with my baby? Hey, I want the baby back. And finally the mom has had enough of it. So the mom fucking shoots. So the, the human mom shoots the lamb mom dead. And what happens at the end of the film is that dad comes back for the child. And it's like, shit, where's the woman I banged up? You killed her? Well, fuck it. I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. And so that's how I see this film. That, like, so if the Numi Rapace, if the girl with the dragon tattoo hadn't shot the mom of her baby, then maybe when the dad comes back looking for the child, maybe he wouldn't have killed the husband. You following me there? I'm really proud of how well I described that despite being high as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I think I nailed it. Well,
1: I did not realize that you were taking that take, and yes, that can all be read into the movie, which is definitely why you see this much more as a fairy tale.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Whereas
1: I am seeing a very delusional couple who are mistaken a real-life lamb that they helped birth, as their own child. The, yeah. the uncle is not... The uncle is reacting the way he's reacting at the table. This is a lamb sitting at the fucking table.
0: Yeah. As as much Who as...
1: might or might not be dressed up.
0: Yeah. As much as the older brother is a piece of shit, he does have the right attitude towards this and like motherfucker this is unnatural
1: and it was half lamb because they're deluding themselves that the lamb is a baby but they're not able to see it fully as a baby because they're not quite that delusional Yeah, there's a part of their brain saying okay it's a lamb yeah and trying so, to remind them it's a lamb. But they so see a half lamb, half baby.
0: Yeah. So here's my idea for a sequel.
1: Okay? And it he, was the brother that came back and shot him because he wanted his wife. Yeah. He was a scumbag.
0: He was an absolute scumbag, yeah. So but he, he was the sheep. Yeah. Or ram okay. or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so that's a good take, too that they're just bad shit insane. Yeah. But here's my idea for a sequel. I call it Lamb 2, The College Years.
1: The College Years, okay. Because
0: the lamb grows up, and what? It's 18 now, and it's ready to party. And he wants to attend uh, a rowdy Icelandic college, the Icelandic Arizona State (laughs) University. But he needs to be a resident of Iceland, and now he doesn't have an address, so he goes back to live with his a human mom and pop, and he's just partying, like teenage Groot, you know, yeah. like, uh, hey, Ada, clean this room, it's a mess, and he's like, fuck you, I'm half human, half lamb, you're a piece of shit, I'm gonna keep playing my video game, and 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 it's like, okay, half human, half lamb, we're leaving for two days, you better Are you not smoking throw hay in there. Yeah, you better not throw a party. It's like, hey, you can trust me. I'm a half human, half lamb. And then he throws a party, and he brings a bunch of other crazy ass creatures. There's a couple of unicorns, Bigfoots doing uh, key bumps. You know, fucking. Uh, there's a centaur doing eight balls in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, just having a big ass old party. So that's my that's my idea for a sequel, Lamb to the College Years. Also. I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. Were they watching handball? Uh, yes. And there was a
1: reference to handball later on.
0: Like, what the fuck? Like, they're getting drunk and, oh, it's time for the big game. And just, I assumed that, like, oh, these foreigners are getting excited to drink and watch a sporting event. It must be soccer, or, I'm sorry, Football, but yeah. then it turned out to be a fucking handball game <laughs> what the fuck Iceland apparently cause like oh man we're gonna get drunk I can't, sports, says.
1: Yeah. Place, I can't wait I
0: can't wait it's time for the big game who's excited for this year's high lie tournament
1: like what the fuck You might just want to see people warm.
0: (laughs) Right? That's all they want to see. Hey, I have a
1: quote about Iceland.
0: People indoors. Hold on. Incoming.
1: Yeah, I have a quote about Iceland. So, when when my youngest son, Spencer, joined the Navy, after boot camp, he was stationed in Iceland. So he went to Iceland for like a year. Yeah. Before he left, his uh, drill sergeant, whoever, somebody in charge, told him he'll probably come back married because there's a girl hiding behind every tree. He was joking. Did you see all the trees in the movie? Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> behind every there tree. Are no trees. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That's incredible. That's a great story. Thank you, Jeannie. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you're not sick anymore. (laughs) Anyway, I love this movie because it's unlike any other movie you'll see this year, or ever. But I wanted to talk about...
1: I I think if you like art films, you owe it to yourself to watch this at least once. And I have. (laughs) I, I don't see really a need to revisit
0: it. Uh... I love this movie so much. Why? Uh, because it's it it it's unsettling in a way that movies don't do for he you. Totally so many movies started. are just like, so many movies he, are just you
1: know, like. He totally saw a different movie.
0: Yeah, I really saw a completely a different movie, movie, movie than what you saw. Film, apparently,
1: which is the one I, an art I, film.
0: Yeah, that's what happens in art films. You yeah. watch a Joe Dorowski movie that what I see. Might not be what you see, even though we saw the same thing. Yeah.
1: So just the I, fact, just the fact that we've kind of laid out pretty clearly that we what, both saw what, different movies.
0: Yeah. That were the know, same movie. It,
1: it, if you like our films, it's worth a watch. It's yeah, I saw. A, worth a watch. Yeah. I just don't see. Uh, again, like I said, I would rather go back to Lighthouse.
0: Yeah, and I saw a Twisted Fairy Tale. Huh? I saw a twisted fairy tale about a couple. You totally saw uh, a
1: twisted fairy tale.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is totally different from what you saw.
1: Yeah. But, see, but I wanted. I, I could, could kind of see that. It just wasn't really yeah. the movie I was watching. Yeah. You know, so like, like you, you telling me that, I'm not finding it terribly <laughs> surprising. You know, but that is a good art film.
0: Yeah. The camera is <laughs> glitching. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not it's not doing it all the time, but every once in a while yeah. it'll start glitching. But then Bunny said that it was cool because uh It just looks cool. Yeah, it just it, it the the weird thing is is that the sound is fine and the picture is fine. I'm still coming through, but it starts glitching like it's a VHS tape, and Bunny actually thinks it's kinda cool. I think it has to do with the cord in the back because sometimes Well I'll it need also
1: it. makes me suspect that maybe it's some kind of a filter.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of well, badass. But yeah, I I will move the cord in the back and sometimes it'll work a little bit better, but it's 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 something to think about. It's something to call them and be like, Give me a new camera, bitch. About. Yeah. But bunny, I wanted to finish this episode of the podcast talking about something sort of lamb adjacent. Okay. So the director is a guy named Vladim- Vladimir Johansson. He directed Lamb and co-wrote the film. It was his it was his directorial debut, but he co-wrote the film with a, a guy named Jason, J S O N, one word, like an Icelandic share. Yeah. J Jason is a musician and a novelist and a playwright and a screenwriter and a poet. Sort of a modern renaissance man, really. And Jason frequently works and collaborates with noted uh, Icelandic singer Björk. And I personally feel that anyone who works with Björk and somehow survives should get like a medal (laughs) or something, or at least a muffin basket, because Björk is crazy. She is legitimately batshit insane. Do you remember in 1996 when she went all UFC on a reporter for no reason? No. Oh, it's one of my favorite things that Bjork ever did. Human Behavior, which is a great song. It's Oh So Quiet, which is like a Broadway show tune, but written by Bjork. And then my third favorite thing that she did is when she went all UFC on a reporter for no reason whatsoever. She's come, she, she arrived in Bangkok. She's, she's doing a worldwide tour. She's all frazzled and, and like mentally fucked up. She arrived super late at night to a, a Bangkok airport and there are all these reporters taking pictures of her as she leaves. And one female reporter just says like, Welcome to Bangkok, and she fucking snaps and just Brock Lesnar's the shit out of some random fucking female reporter. (laughs) There's there's video all over YouTube, and it's incredible, because it's just tiny Bjork, like, I am Bjork, and I am here at the airport, and oh, I'm a bit tired and frazzled, and this tour really has me Welcome to Bangkok, fuck it, and she just... Charges this woman, takes her down, starts pulling her hair, trying to take her hair out. She wails on this motherfucker, and it's hilarious. So,
1: do you think that this was the first manifestation of her mutant powers?
0: Possibly. Possibly. So, anywho- think, I'm
1: getting the suspicion that Bjork would make a pretty interesting superhero.
0: Or villain, does he want to she keep can your wear a
1: meat suit?
0: Yeah, I, I like a... the swan outfit.
1: The swan, where
0: she, yeah, where she's wearing a giant swan. That's why I'm a poor duck. Yeah. So anywho, S so John. So
1: she can fight really bad. She she can fight like a badass, and and she can manifest different types of game animal on her skin.
0: Nice, I like that. Right? I like, yeah. Okay, so Sajan, so he's written a bunch of books, novels, he's written a bunch of poetry, a bunch of plays. Lamb is his second screenplay. And it's so funny that you on your own with absolutely no uh, Help from me. You said, I like this movie, but I'd rather go back to the lighthouse. Because he's currently writing his third screenplay. His next screenplay is apparently some sort of epic historical film. Lighthouse <laughs> here. Yeah, he's co-writing it with Robert Eggers, who also wrote The Lighthouse. So all of this makes sense. Okay. Uh but John's first screenplay is what I want to talk to you about. Uh, Sajan's first screenplay that he wrote, in, it came out in 2009 or 2007, I'm not sure, but way before Lamb, was for an Icelandic horror film, and I love this so much. The title is... The Reykjavik Whale-watching Massacre. Okay. Uh, in, when it was released in America, direct-to-DVD because of fucking course, uh, they gave it a different name. Harpooned! And then the subtitle was The Reykjavik Whale-watching Massacre. And basically, what they what he did was, what John did is what if there was an Iceland Texas Chainsaw Massacre? So this is basically Texas Chainsaw Massacre for Iceland. And uh, you might think, oh, this sounds insane. There is no way that this is an Icelandic Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ah, uh, oak okay. Au contraire, mon frere. Gunnar Hansen is from Iceland. He's in this fucking movie. (laughs) I didn't know Gunnar Hansen, who played Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I didn't know he was from Iceland, but it makes sense. His name is Gunnar Hansen. Yeah. So he's in the film. He plays Captain Peter. The captain of the whaling ship. Basically, the plot is a an ethnically diverse group of tourists. There's an Asian guy. Here's some chicks from Germany. I don't know. Here's two Americans. They've gone to uh, Iceland uh, vacationing. They go to Reykjavik to do some whale watching. Oh no, their boat stalls. They're trapped in the middle of the ocean or fucking whatever. Oh. Here comes a boat. They'll save us. Ah, but Gunnar Hansen is the captain of this boat, and everyone's insane on the boat, and they slowly start killing people with fucking harpoons and axe picks, and it is literally an Icelandic version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Gunnar Hansen in it, and I just love this so much because I love the concept. The concept. Of Texas Chainsaw Massacre is such a famous. Oh 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 oh! I I really love this, and I really need you to think hard about this, bunny. I love the concept, which is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is so iconic that every country in America says we need one. Yeah. So every country says okay. We'll get a city that maybe not everyone knows. We'll get something that people do in this uh, part of the nation. And then we'll get some sort of twisted people to kill them off. And so every country makes their own Texas Chainsaw Massacres. Like, it would be pretty easy to do a Canadian one. The Ontario Maple Gathering Massacre. Yeah. Okay, so a bunch of tourists from America go to Canada, and they're in the woods, and they're getting a uh, fresh maple from maple trees. And, oh, no, there's a storm. We need to get out of here. Oh, no, we're lost in the woods. Here's a cabin. Maybe <laughs> there's someone there that can take us in. Boom, twisted Canadians. Who's inside? Bob and Doug McKenzie, but they're also murderers. And then there's the entire film, the Canadian maple gathering massacre or you could do like uh the toronto the the toronto hockey game massacre (laughs) you know oh here's this one team fighting this other team but the other team are murderers and then they start picking them off in the dressing room i don't know the locker fucking there you go but so i was thinking about and here's my question to you can you think of any other countries and what would their Texas Chainsaw Massacre be? But not Mexico, because I have that one. Oh, Dow! Okay. But what other countries? How about this? How about this? Some well, South-
1: Transylvania kind of had one. So, like, I, like Hungary would sort of be out, or whatever the hell Hungary is now. Uh... There has got to be something that would qualify from Japan.
0: Okay, how about this? Uh, a group of high school teens are like, Hey, do you see this small ad in the paper? There's a new K-pop band that's performing. Uh-huh. Let's go see them. Are you sure this is where they're playing? It seems really out in the middle of nowhere. No, this is what the ad said. So they go and see this K-pop band, but, oh, they're K-pop murderers. So it's the South Korean K-pop massacre. (laughs) Just came up with that. That one's good. So here's the one I came up with from Mexico, and this is fucking gold. Okay? Okay. 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 So American Border Patrol agents. They're all, they're all in these different uh, border patrol checkpoints all throughout the US-Mexico border. But we're talking a job which is primarily men, primarily white men, and if there's one thing that white men can be counted on to do, it's to fuck up. So, oh, this one guy over here, he has been getting too violent with some of the prisoners. Oh, we need to discipline him. This guy over here, he's getting way too handsy, we need to discipline him. This guy actually shot an innocent uh, woman. We need to get rid of him. So all of these different Border Patrol checkpoints, they keep, instead of firing these people, uh, they basically Catholic church them, and they send them to this one remote Border Patrol post where not a lot of, there's no cities nearby. It's in the middle of nowhere, and not a lot of people illegally cross the border there and so every border patrol agent who works there was kicked out of another border patrol checkpoint and so they decide to go rogue and every time someone tries to illegally cross there they kidnap them, they torture them, they rape them, they murder them yeah, and so we follow a group of uh... Mexicans who are trying to illegally hop the border to get a better life in America but they accidentally crossed in the wrong checkpoint, and the bad guy, instead of a twisted family, are twisted United States Border Patrol agents who are trying to kill him. Yeah. The Mexico Border Crossing Massacre, I think that's a good idea. I came up with that about two hours ago, and I think that's fucking gold. (laughs) It is. But the problem with that, you know... I would watch that. The problem with that is that you couldn't film it in America because they wouldn't let you. Oh, no, the problem with that is that it's too realistic. Yeah, it's way too realistic. It's absolutely way too realistic. That's where the that's where the terror lies. It's just as realistic as, uh, like, having a half-human, half-lamb baby. <laughs> yeah. No, it is realistic. It is realistic. Also, you really should see lamb. Everyone should see lamb. That's the thing. Funny. I found the film. I downloaded the Reykjavik Whale-Watching Massacre. We're not doing it next week. We're not doing it next week. I'm going to put it in my back pocket and just wait on that one. But I've got it, and it's amazing. So just be prepared, because when you least expect it, I'm going to hit you with the Reykjavik Whale-Watching Massacre. And we're going to be talking about Jason again. <laughs> and I'm really excited about that. And uh, just do yourself a favor. It, and not just you, Bunny, but everyone who's watching. When, when you're done watching this or listening to it, uh, do yourself a favor. Head over to YouTube and just, put, just type in Bjork attacks reporter. <laughs> and it will pop up. And it's hilarious. It's like it's like if there's a deleted scene from Grease where the greasers pick on Eugene and Eugene finally goes fuck it and just pulls out a Bowie knife yeah. and just starts just starts like going ape shit on everyone. It's oh, incredible. Shit. We it's can incredible. my followers,
1: dude. Oh, yay! Did you know that? BigFollows.com. We can totally buy followers.
0: Oh, my God. We can so, become famous? We can
1: become famous.
0: Holy shit. Big fo- BigSwallows.com? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go right now to BigSwallows.com. Wait a second. There's nothing here about buying followers and viewers. It's just... uh. Catholic priests in compromising positions. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not sure about that, needy unicorn 8RT four more numbers. No. Oh, Big Swallows is all about birds. Okay, there you go. It, it, and it says something about the modern american republican party that there is a deadly pandemic happening and people are dying and young people are getting this sickness and they're heading to the hospital in surprising numbers and we need to stop this pandemic but what are republicans focused on the fact that big bird got the vaccine <laughs> that's the problem that ted cruz that needs to get in front of cameras and get angry about <laughs> there's no more policy in the republican party it's just anger and fear and like hey hey you voted against giving us more uh uh checks to help us with the pandemic Oh, why did you do that? Well, let me tell you why, but first, Big Bird is indoctrinating our children! Like, fuck off! Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bunny. Are you there, Bunny? Bunny, are you there? Oh, Bunny left. He's probably in the bathroom. Okay, I was going to, I would now like to take this time to say, to uh, to do what I do at the end of every podcast, is sing a song. Uh, so I'd like to sing a song for you now. It's a beautiful song. Uh, sing along if you know the words. goes a little something like this. I'm not talking about moving in. And I don't want to change your life but there's a cold wind blowing the stars around and i'd really like to piss on your wife thank you thank you oh okay uh I'd like to sing another song uh this is an elton john song sing along if you know the words and you definitely do uh and can you feel my nose? <coughs> tonight? <coughs> oh, Funny are you back? I've been singing songs and having just a grand old time. No, no, been here all the time. Oh, you've been here the whole time? Okay. <laughs> no. what, you, what have you been doing? No. All I'm seeing is a corner. We don't see you. Yeah, we don't see you at all. It's like, oh, there you go. Okay, you're moving it. All right. There we go. Uh, so, okay, so Bunny's here. Uh, so next week we're not doing the Reykjavik whale-watching massacre, a.k.a. Harpoon. Can you stop covering the camera, Eleanor? Eleanor, please, back up. Uh, Next week we're doing something that's much, much worse. Okay. Okay. Um. And I... I know it's sort of a I know I tie everything into this but I swear to god this movie feels like a skit from I think you should leave with Tim Robinson okay. in the in the last episode of season one there's a group of people planning a baby shower and one of the women who's planning the baby shower her boyfriend keeps trying to get the the people instead of buying uh, oh, uh, small bottles of wine or uh, oh, gift bags it, to, to get them to buy fedoras and fake Tommy guns because he made a mobster movie that bombed because it sucked and now he's trying to unload all of these mafia props okay and um, no. and I love that skit because finally at the end you see the baby shower and everyone is putting on these real, these, these uh, old fedoras and they're like, oh man, these stink. And he goes, these are stanzos. They're good. And everyone's putting on these fedoras and waving these Tommy guns at the baby shower. But Imagine if that shitty movie that he keeps talking about that he thought was going to be a great Mafia movie, imagine if that movie was real. That's next week's movie. It's from 2007, and it's called Born into Mafia. Okay. This is... This makes the birds seem like alfred hitchcock yeah is the best way that i can say it when you look at born into mafia you then look at the room and go well this was obviously a shakespeare a shakespearean movie compared to born into mafia it doesn't have a wikipedia page there's not a lot of reviews of it. There's not a lot of backstory. I believe the guy who wrote, produced, directed, and starred in it, if I'm not mistaken, his name is Vincent Versace. No relation. Yeah. And, oh, my God, Bunny, I think you're really going to love this. Yeah. It's already on the cough-cough. And, oh, it's so bad, it's beautiful. Okay. And I can't wait to do next week. Uh, we're also going to be talking about a uh, football coach and uh, his girlfriend and his girlfriend's monkey okay next week so that's exciting and then finally i'm gonna watch dune i'm sure i'm gonna understand all of it despite me not reading one of the 97 books <laughs> yes so excited to see how I feel about that. So that's next I week. Am, I next.
1: Am, I I am very curious cuz uh, cuz maybe I'm crazy, but I think everybody else is bought into the hype that was put out for this fucking movie.
0: Well, well, one thing that you don't hear a lot of people saying is that um I think right now at this exact moment in time, it would be difficult for anyone to release a movie that people say this is a horrible movie because we spent like so much time locked up alone in our homes that even a movie that I didn't like in the theaters I still go I got out of the house yeah I went somewhere else I got some snacks I sat down I took off my mask there was no one around near me I had some food, watched a film. So that helps make the movies that are coming out have better reviews. And I think a lot of the movies that are coming out that are getting bad reviews are getting bad reviews because people saw it at home. Yeah. So I think that, like, one of the good, one of the things that Dune has going for it is a lot of people are seeing this in theaters, and that alone will make people like it.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, and, like, that's my hypothesis, that, that uh, again, it was hyped to hell Yeah. in the media, that, oh, you're gonna love it, it's the best, blah, 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 and the comparisons to Star Wars, which I still think is fucking weird, uh, and I think seeing it, all, getting out and seeing it on the big screen is making people enjoy it a lot more, and, yeah... It, it it's pretty. I'll give it that.
0: Yeah. But I'm really um, excited to see what I have to say about it. Like, even I'm excited to see I'm what I have not, to say about it.
1: I'm, not, I'm also not hearing, like, oh, it was great because, well, they really nailed the book, or it's great because the acting performances were, you know, the or, or it was great because the direction was so... You know, I'm not hearing any reasons why it's great that have much to do with the movie.
0: Yeah. So I, yeah. So so that'll be next week. We'll see what I have to say about it. But now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs and the lows, you, you the ups and the downs. You have to bring
1: somebody with you. We need a control. I mean, I've tainted you.
0: I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go see it on Thursday in theaters and then on Friday, Saturday, I will see it at home. Okay. And then, and then we'll see the difference between seeing it in the theater and then like seeing it at home and Mal's here and Max is around, you know? Yeah. What other people think. So that'll be interesting. But now that I'm looking back at this episode, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, Bunny cried a little bit in Act 6. Uh, six Flags, Last Night in Soho, Eternals smelling their own farts, uh, Star Fox, do a barrel roll, Lamb 2, The College Years, yeah, The Reykjavik yeah. Whale-Watching Massacre. I got to say, I think this has been a pretty good episode. Pretty. It good. has
1: been a damn good episode.
0: Okay, yes. I feel I, I, I also felt that in my prana that this was a damn good episode but I didn't want to say that because you're the person who makes that distinction and not me but yes I concur with your assessment good sir so until next week I am Bunny Williams and I am Reverend Steve (coughs) and on behalf of uh, Natasha and Amber and Eleanor and Max and Max and everyone else, I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Can you do Mal's part since Mal is gone? No, but come here. You have to. The microphone is here. Okay. But don't get in front because you are half naked. So. S- what was that question? <laughs> And you and Say it louder. You gotta and project this. Waffles and poopy chest. Okay. And you. And shaggies. And you shaggies. Oh, nice. Yes, Eleanor? Take your time. It, it, it's <coughs> fine. And you. Cookie Monster! And you Cookie Monster's nice. Do-do-do-do-do! Do-do-do-do-do! do 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 doo wow Cut and print!